is Travis Wyman. I'm in Los Angeles still, and on the other end we have Josh Wyman, still up in northern Vermont. How's it going, Josh? Hey, it's going well. Good to hear from you, Travis. It's uh, blazing hot up here. It was 95 degrees today, I think, and it's 87 right now. This is very hot. It's hotter than Los Angeles. Oh man, what do you guys do up there to stay away from that? Just stay inside? Yeah, I've just been hopping from air-conditioned place to air-conditioned place, and I'm actually recording this in my bedroom right now because that's where the air conditioner is that I just installed, and I've just blasted it uh, for the past hour, and now it's cool and I've shut it off for audio. Uh, So welcome, listeners, to uh, Josh's Boudoir. (laughs) It's funny, when I I remember reading in an Archie comic book book, or seeing he took a bowl of ice cubes, he and Jughead, and put a fan next to it to make a homemade air conditioner. And then I tried doing that, but, you know, it works okay, but it wasn't really, like, as good as an air conditioner that would fit into a window, so. Yeah. Archie was wrong. Those cartoon characters uh, don't really give good life advice. Yeah, what's going on out in Los Angeles? Well, it's actually a little cooler here. It's around, I'd say, 70s, so we switched. Yeah. What is normal? I don't know. It's all, everything's upside down, topsy-turvy. Yeah. We did uh, Freaky Friday with weather. Mm. Um, oh, wait, are they going to have the Vermont Marathon soon? Oh, that's already passed. Oh, did you do it? No, I didn't do it. I just, uh, we always have a... A uh, marathon watching party, so we watch from our porch, and Liza makes waffles, and we invite people from the neighborhood over. So, uh, yeah, we did that this year, and it was good. I just picture you with mouths full of chocolatey waffles going, run faster, run faster. Yeah, basically, (laughs) that's what we do. (laughs) I like to eat it right on the side of the road so that everyone can see. Do you ever uh, offer it as a hand up? Uh, No. No, I just, it's for me. They're running, so they they get bananas. I remember one time I helped out at the Burlington Marathon, and a brewery was handing pints out in the last mile. If you wanted a pint of beer. Oh, yeah. So people were drinking beer during the race? Yeah, they were giving them glass pints. Really? Yeah. And then you just set it on the table? Mm, Yeah, or hand it back to somebody. They probably should have used plastic cups, but... uh, and most people weren't, they weren't doing it. Yeah. Because most people don't feel like chugging a beer in the last mile of a marathon. Yeah, they, you get pretty uh, tipsy off of that, I think. Mm-hmm. You're usually dehydrated at the end of a running race like that. Yeah, have you, um, how's it going in terms of stacked wood up there? Have you seen any stacks of wood up in Burlington that really impressed you? Well, I noticed them more now after we started this podcast, um, we, I actually went to Maine and uh, northern New Hampshire last weekend. I took a four-day weekend because I had some comp time as a state worker I had to use. Yeah, there were some nice stacks of wood over that way. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it was it's nice over there. And uh, Liza and I actually climbed Mount Washington uh, after visiting Maine. We camped in the middle of the White Mountains. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I hadn't hiked Mount Washington for, I think, 14 years was the last time I did it with you in the rain. 
Yeah, I haven't been up there in a long time. Remember we saw that old woman get blown over at the top when we went up with our family one time? Oh, really? She got, I don't remember, remember that. the but... winds were like over 70 miles an hour and my hot chocolate got sucked out of my cup? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's... uh. The the wind the wind speed record is two hundred thirty miles per hour at the top of that mountain. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, uh, but oh, so you, so you guys pretty much lived lived in LL Bean catalog for like three or four days. Yeah, we did. It was like an LL Bean catalog come to life. But you didn't have a golden retriever though. No, but our neighbors have a uh, a golden retriever named Millie. So I, there's always a golden retriever in my yard so oh but yeah but not up in maine there no i didn't run into one up there oh yeah um well that's cool yeah i'd like to i can't wait to go uh check out new hampshire later this summer that'll be fun yeah it's a nice place yeah uh it took us uh eight hours to go up and down the mountain it's it's pretty steep climb near the top you know like some people were there was a, a father who was actually carrying his four-year-old son in like a backpack. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that guy deserved a medal because it was, you know, maybe 73 degrees above the tree line and bright, very direct sun. And he was just scrambling up these rocks with his pretty heavy son on his back. And because uh, he was, they, I talked to the guy and they said um, they got there and, uh, you know, they realized their son couldn't climb that far. So they went to the Goodwill and got this, like, you know, new not newborn, but toddler backpack, and they stuck him in that. And, uh, yeah, he's a rugged dad. Huh. Yeah. Oh, was he kind of like that spidery strength? Like, he looks like he, he, like all sinewy? Yeah, he's a skinny, tall guy. But <laughs> I, it's funny that they didn't plan ahead to have something to carry their little child in. Well, they they weren't sure they were going to do it, you know. Or they left? Or were they from like the city or something? I think so. Yeah, down. Are they from Connecticut or something? But they left their backpack at home mm. by accident. That, that, that's funny. Mm-hmm. Bringing the kid up, and then uh, that's that's like. Uh, oh, what were you gonna say? Oh, and then uh, when I got to the bottom, my legs were so tired. I was so tired with Liza that I took my shoes off and dumped a bunch of water on myself in the parking lot in Pinkham Notch, and I left my running shoes underneath the car, and I must have run them over and left them in the parking lot, because I got home and realized I don't have shoes anymore. Oh, no. Yes. Yeah, so, running So shoes? I lost my running shoes. Um, oh, that's too bad. Yeah. So Wait, so, so did you call the... Yeah, I called I the... Know, I, visitor I called the Pinkham Notch Visitor Center, a nice lady today, and... Uh, she answered and she said they don't have my shoes so they're gone so someone's wearing them a local kid went score yeah they're pretty nice another dazed outsider came here and tried to tackle the mountain and now these are mine yeah (laughs) it's probably just like someone that comes up from fifth avenue and their big gold bracelets fall off their wrists and they go oh i'm exhausted and then that kid swoops in as they drive away in their bentley Oh, that he gets their bracelets. Yeah, he gets everything. Yeah, and and he uh, he <laughs> he always gives a hang loose sign. He's like, <laughs> Eddie scores again, and he goes off with what he what fell off the tourist. I think um, 
It's funny, I was watching a, a Netflix documentary the other night about a guy who wanted to run the Appalachian Trail in around 40 days to break the record. Mm-hmm. And he's actually from New Hampshire when I was watching it. It's funny. He's this like really lean guy that's 50 years old and he's sponsored by Red Bull and he's won the most 100 mile races in the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he wears those big, huge Hoka shoes that are all spongy. Yeah. And like the little vest with the water pack on it and everything. Uh-huh. Um, but I was watching it and he doesn't run fast, but he just kind of shuffles along. He'll just shuffle for, you know, 60 miles a day or 70 miles a day. And... Um, there was a support band with that consisted of his dad and like a good friend and they would just meet him at different spots with their white panel van and then just feed him a can of soup that's heated up or they just give him a big tub of ice cream and he just they just snap open a little camping chair he'd sit in the camping chair for two minutes eat quickly all the food they gave him and then they'd like give him more fluids and stuff then he'd just shuffle back into the woods again (laughs) and they did this for 40 something days uh, and, where uh, was he running? All the way from Mount Katahdin up in Maine. That's where the Appalachian Trail, uh, that's one end of it. And then he went all the way down to somewhere in the south, wherever the Appalachian Trail ends. Oh, 40 days is fast. It's normally a six-month trip. Sli- he's sleeping like four hours a night, you know, in their van. And then he, you know, they don't, he can't cheat at all, so he can't ride in the van, but he can sleep in the van. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it was pretty crazy to watch. I feel like something, my hip or something would give out <laughs> after the first few days. But I guess he's just been doing it a long time. So you wouldn't do that? Well, maybe if I started when I was young or something. I don't know. I just think a lot of places in my body would break if I... Because <laughs> his whole body is just like a piece of beef jerky. His whole body is like a baseball glove that's been broken in for decades, you know. Yeah, that's, um, uh, I mean, it has to feel satisfying. Like, our friend uh, Maureen ran 100 miles last summer, and mm-hmm. uh, she said after she was done, she couldn't fall asleep for, like, a day and a half because her body was just so amped up from the, uh, you know, it just gets your engine going in hyperdrive, and you can't fall asleep or eat things. Uh, yeah, I mean, I personally, I don't think I'd be into that, but... I don't knock people whatever like gives them a purpose and meaning in life and stuff. Yeah. Like that guy was saying being able to do this makes it feel like he's lived an, a good life and he is like richer than all the rich wealthy men in the world because he gets to run shuffle through the woods for hours on end. <laughs> Which some people would be like, "Oh, that's crazy." Like, you know, but uh I kind of get the simplicity of it. Well, I actually would rather shuffle through the woods for 40 days than sit in a cubicle if i could i think he's comparing it to being like uh, a titan of industry like a, someone that is just sitting on their yacht like he would rather be shuffling through the woods than like sitting, sitting on, a, on yacht. a yacht oh i see yeah oh wow no i'd rather sit on a yacht yeah that when he said that i was like well you know i I don't want to sound like a, a, I'm a wuss or anything, but sitting on a yacht wouldn't be too bad. So did he? What did he used to do before he shuffled through the woods? Was he like he he was a ski bum in like Utah or something, and then he would save up enough money to run all summer. So 
he's kind of like a ski bum that just turned into a running bum and then he eventually got sponsored by red bull like i don't think he's rich or anything but yeah but he can and live it's funny his his wife kept meeting up with him mm-hmm. and she slept next to him in his little van one night mm-hmm. uh and she said I, I smelled this horrible smell and i realized it was my husband that smelled so bad <laughs> because he just wasn't taking showers he was just <laughs> running all day every day yeah and uh but I think she was kind of, you know, turned on by it, by the fact that he just goes, you know. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. he definitely, he probably attracts a certain type of uh, of lady, you know, yeah. that likes that. Um, well, I think if you are an insane person, like partially insane, because you have to be a little insane to do that. Uh, there are people that are attracted to insanity, like Charles Manson had lots of uh people sending him love letters and things like that so i guess the key to fi- having a, a relationship <laughs> is just yeah, well one way to have a relationship if you're not successful with tinder and stuff is just pick something and become so fixated on it you're to the point of insanity and then someone will fall in love with you because of that like just make uh, a million pancakes in your kitchen and someone yeah. will be into that or like i crush i crush uh, a thousand aluminum cans with my foot every day in my garage yeah and then like you just start filming it and the love letters will start pouring in you know from around the world yeah i think people just are attracted to someone who stands out from the herd you know just stands out from the crowd a little bit i think mm-hmm. um yeah well that's uh that's cool that you watched that documentary um yeah at one point he took a needle to his foot to a, a surgical needle because he had such a big blister oh and then did he just duct tape it yeah it was just such a deep blister they couldn't get to it but then his friend brought a surgical needle and, and they alleviated the pressure and he was all good to go oh nice yeah sorry if i'm rambling about this oh no it's an interesting topic i i mean we used to do endurance sports Oh, and then I was going to say, so after we finished our hike and I lost my shoes, uh, we went into the town of Gorham, New Hampshire, to a pizza place called Mountain Fire Pizza. And uh, it was run by these three guys that were about our age. And they uh, were wood-firing pizza in the restaurant, you know, in one of those domes with a pipe that goes through the ceiling. And Mm -hmm. this one guy who was uh, taking the pizzas in and out of the stone oven was just whistling and he was super happy, and he he just kept saying, I love my job, this is the best, and he was sincere, like he was making really good pizzas, and uh, it was it was a great pizza, and he would, he would look over at our table and be like, best pizza ever, right? And I mean, he just was having a good time, and I, I was just like, I want to be like that guy at my job. Was it his place? No, but I think he was friends with the owners, um... But he's just in the middle of the White Mountains having an awesome time by himself, sipping a beer and making pizza. And uh, How old was he? Yeah, he's probably probably like 28. Mm-hmm. Late 20s, I think. Uh, but Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I've been there. What town was that in? Uh, Gorham. Yeah, it might have... It, there's, it's on kind of like that tiny little main street. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, and it is the red and white checkered table. Well, they actually moved, uh, so you probably went to the old one, but they just moved oh. to a new building, but yeah, probably, but it's uh, it's really good. Did you go camping up there? Mm, well, I just went um, 
I went hiking up there like a couple years ago, and on the way home, we, I think we stopped in there. Yeah, it's a great. I like Gorham. Oh, um, <clears throat> our my college roommate and our mutual friend Ian Hubbard stopped by. Uh, he stayed at my place last night, and um, he's doing a wilderness first responder training. So he's updating how to splint people's broken arms in the woods and evacuate people from the deep forest because he needed that when he was, uh, I think fighting wildfires and also, uh, Mm -hmm. guiding skiers in Maine. Uh, and he came up and his homework assignment last night was to splint up someone's arm using just like fabric and jackets and stuff. And I'll send you the picture, but this morning I woke up and before class, he's like, Hey, can you, can you help me out a second? And it's already 80 degrees in the morning and he's wrapping me with jackets and gauze and immobilizing my arms. So it's all up against my chest. And, and uh, it was just kind of funny. He he just totally immobilized my forearm with uh, stuff mm-hmm. he found out of his backpack. <laughs> uh, That's funny. Yeah. And then... So uh, he still needs to keep up to date with that then? Yeah, it's just, it's good. Uh, you know, because he used to run the... Uh, backcountry program at CVA near Sugarloaf in Maine uh, mm-hmm. and I think he just likes to keep his certification so uh, he's a good guy to have around if you twist your ankle in the woods uh, yeah. shout out to Ian Hubbard wilderness first responder yeah, yeah I gotta learn CPR although then I, I always say that to myself like it's good to know that stuff but then that's a lot of pressure if you're on the airplane and they're like does anyone know cpr <laughs> but i guess then you just step up and do it and if it doesn't work out you're like well i did the thing that i was taught and it didn't work out so well or you, <laughs> i did my best you could just do uh that scene like um mrs doubtfire taught a whole generation of people that if someone's choking on a piece of shrimp covered in paprika you just uh you know, do the Heimlich really hard, and it pops out across the restaurant. Oh, what's the name of that actor? Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan Robin starts Williams. choking on some shrimp when they're at, what are they at? His, like, country club or something? They just went out uh, for a nice meal with Sally Field and the children, and then mm-hmm. uh, Mrs. Doubtfire was coming along. But Mrs. Doubtfire, Robin Williams, <laughs> also had an important meeting with the head of the network, and he had to keep going back and forth. Yeah, uh, my favorite line of that movie is when she th- throws a lime. She just throws it as hard as a major league pitcher. <laughs> they probably contracted like a major league baseball player to throw the lime at Pierce Brosnan because it really hits him hard in the back of the head. And he just looks kind of stunned and then slowly looks around like a gentlemanly British man. Yeah, And she goes, oh, I think it was a, a run by fruiting. <laughs> A, was it a drive-by fruiting yeah. or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we used to watch that movie so many times as kids, you know? Yeah, it's a really good movie. I didn't realize at the time that the older comics that were from his generation kind of ragged on him sometimes, but like as a kid, I was like, you know... For being in that movie, they made fun of him? No, no, just in general, like, uh, you know, the style that Robin did, it was big and like cartoonish and like some of the... Other comedians, you know, would kind of get on him about that, I guess. I don't know. Ah, whatever. I don't know. It worked. <laughs> What's <Yeah>. a, <laughs> I don't know. It's funny when people get nitpicky. They're like, that's not real comedy. It's like, well, the whole frigging crowd's laughing. So I guess it's comedy. 
You know, like yeah. if people are laughing, it's it's they're like that's not comedy. I guess you could say it's cheap. You could say it's hacky or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Because Larry the Cable Guy gets some roaring. That's true. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, but that's comedy. He's doing a version of it. You know. Oh yeah, I respect that too. In a way, like the people that can uh, do those jokes that are just methodically like wave of laughter, wave of laughter. It's not like ever gonna peak that much, but everyone's just like ha 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 ha. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Or maybe some people freak out and love it. I don't know. Yeah. I think sometimes people get too hung up on being mind blowing. You know, like I have to be next level, and and I don't know. It's good that mm-hmm. people do that, but also, I don't know. Who am I to say? Mm-hmm. I'm just an improviser. He did some open mic stand-up. I don't know. Oh, you know what was fun the other day? Was the uh, the Red Sox beat the Yankees yet, um, by quite a bit, so that rivalry is still going strong. Yeah. You should you should head down to old Fenway Park, Josh. Get yourself a Fenway Frank. Yeah, I haven't been there since uh, I think the 2013 fall when I went to the playoffs down there. Back when Wait, you did, yeah, when they won the World Series, uh, when we moved back to Boston, there was a beard game. Um, if you had a beard, you could get in for free. So I was sitting mm-hmm. behind home plate with a bunch of guys from Maine who had beards, and. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, we got real rowdy because we didn't have to pay for admission, so we were spending it all on beer, and it was basically like the '70s in our little section. Oh, wasn't there like a fight? Yeah, there was. There was a, to a fight. There was an you? older Maine. There's an older gentleman from Maine. He's probably 55, and there was a guy who was maybe 25. Mm-hmm. And uh, the man who was 25 had had probably five or six harpoons, and he kept uh, breaking wind, and it was uh, smelled terrible. And the man, the older gentleman kept saying if you do that one more time i'm gonna drag you out of here myself and he said that you know he said it twice to the to the young man and the young man Mm -hmm. uh, he gave him warning uh, yeah yeah, he gave him two warnings and the third time the young man broke wind in a repulsive way it was smelled bad uh the old man stood up and started or older man 55 is not that old but he he stood up and started shouting and then security came down because he grabbed <laughs> he grabbed the young gentleman's shirt and they were just kind of locked with their arms i like how you're calling them gentlemen the two, the two gentlemen uh <clears throat> they had they were holding each other's shirts just with each hand you know t- and is this right next to you yeah they're well over me kind of uh and i was just watching the game because you know, I was enjoying a free game, and then they were in this deathlock, and then the the gassy gentleman was pulled away because of the mob. Wait, did this really happen? This sounds like a cartoon. Yeah, it really happened. It was it it was kind of it was really entertaining, but it it's it smelled <laughs> bad that the guy was doing that. But so the beard section was getting pretty rough. We were the gross, smelly beard section. <laughs> My. <laughs> Uh, but so anyhow, um, I don't remember if the Red Sox won or lost, uh, but because I don't know, I had too many beers and I forgot, but that I know the kid got dragged to the drunk tank and the young, the older gentleman prevailed and everyone was on his side. And I remember you telling me this, didn't his friend say that the last time that guy came down from Maine for a game, he got into a fight that other time too? Yeah. And he hadn't been down because he got into a fight the last time. 
Yeah, so the, the, if you were in a courtroom and heard that guy's history, you'd be like, oh, that guy started it. Yeah, but the the oh the older gentleman started it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the younger gentleman was being obnoxious to everyone. Mm-hmm. I think did he have like a like a really huge beard, like a wizard beard? The older man had, the older gentleman had the long beard, you know, because he was the younger guy. Just had technically it was a beard, but it was kind of short, probably a one inch, you know. The older guy had. That'd be funny to test the parameters of that. Like, come with just a little stubble. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it was funny. Like, a lot of people had genuine beards because the ad on the radio and TV said you must have a beard to get into the game for free. Which it also that discriminates, like women. Yeah, that's gender bias. I know it's gender bias, and they didn't specify unless they have like that same night they do something. Well, women. It's equal. Uh, women were getting in though, just. Uh, they'd take their long hair and put it over their face. I mean, they were giving away tickets. Like, if you made an effort. Yeah. yeah. So if you put on, like, a fake one, then you could come Yeah, there were something. girls with fake beards. They would put their hair over, and, yeah, mm-hmm. they they were just letting everybody in. It was great. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a good time. Yeah. That sounds fun. Maybe you could look that up, see if they do it again. ba 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 da yeah, the bah, Yankees bah, are coming bah. to Boston, I think, tomorrow night. Oh, really? Or pretty soon. Oh, nice. I have not been as involved this season, I'm ashamed to say. Oh, me neither. Yeah, there's this whole new generation. Yeah. It's just hard. To... It's just... Yeah. It's funny. If you don't have Nesson or, like, especially out here, like, it was on network TV. They, they uh, It was on Fox. They had the Los Angeles... Dodgers versus the Rockies, the Colorado Rockies, and they're like, and if you're on the East Coast, we'll show you the Red Sox. So it's like they wouldn't let me watch it, you know? Yeah, because I'm on the wrong coast. I remember when I lived in LA, I used to watch the pitch by pitch on the internet. You see like a little cartoon of the batter, and then where each pitch is in the strike zone, and then mm-hmm. you can kind of follow the game. And I used to have that minimized on my desktop at work to watch uh, games, kind of. Uh, but yeah, it's just something relaxing. Like our dad used to listen to Red Sox on the radio all summer while he's working in the yard. It's just something in New England that people always have on in the background. And if they're doing well, everyone gets takes notice. I bought some new shoes today to replace the ones I lost at Mount Washington at Ski Rack Sports in Burlington. Uh, you just start doing that barefoot thing. Oh no, that's I don't like that. I think you get fractures in your feet. I think if you're tiny, it's fine, but like I would break my feet after a few miles. <laughs> yeah, we we're like the 200 pound guys, so yeah, yeah, six two. Oh, so you get some new shoes? That's good. Yeah, I got some Brooks uh, shoes that mm-hmm. you know paid like 30 bucks more than I would have liked to. I think, but they feel great, so mm-hmm. they're gonna last a while. Well, that's cool. Uh huh. And I went. I went to. Oh, what? What's that? I went to a coffee shop this morning and uh, did some work. And oh yeah, yeah, and it was nice. Very cold air conditioning there. Yeah, I know. There's that local uh, bar near you. You can walk. to. Oh, the old North Ender. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the bartender Tom is a good guy. Uh, shout out to Tom. Um, he's always always very welcoming, and I like seeing him. So. Uh, yeah. It was funny, today out in Santa Monica, there was a police helicopter circling really low and then squad cars going around quietly without their lights on. Oh. And uh, 
I'll probably never know what was going on, but <laughs> yeah, sometimes they all go into stealth mode like that with the helicopter circling tightly and then the car's quietly driving around and you and I'm just, you're always just kind of wondering what's going on. Was this in your neighborhood over in Highland Park? No, no, Santa Monica. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, they don't publicize half the things that go on in Los Angeles because it would freak the public out, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I I used to listen to the scanner with that app on my phone. And in one night, the things you hear on the scanner, if you listen for an hour, it's uh, insane, this stuff. <laughs> well, no, they've wised up to that, though, because I think recently, the last few times I've tried to use that, they just don't. They don't talk on that? Talk they probably it. have an encrypted thing now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, all the criminals were probably using that app, you know. It's not fair. Yeah, I think they were. Yeah, because they commented on that during, like, things on the news. They're like, they're probably listening. You can tell he's listening because the car slows down and goes somewhere. Oh, on a high-speed chase? Uh, yeah, well, you're coming back in August, right, for, um, for our mother's uh, birthday. It's a big birthday. I'm not going to say the year. Because it's not mm -hmm. polite, but she's having a very important birthday, and we're gonna hang out at Lake Sunapee. We can go to one of those places in New England where you ask for one scoop of ice cream and it's the size of a softball. Yeah, they don't give small, hard ice cream up in New Hampshire. They're like, "Oh, this is a small young man." <laughs> it's almost. This is a small. I don't want that much though. I always ask for the kid, and it's still too big for me. It's too much. Mm -hmm. They're trying to force feed me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, do you want to uh, do uh, stacked or whacked? Sure. I have a quick one. Uh, <clears throat> because it's just you and me, uh, I'm just, I put together a quick stacked or whacked. So uh, I just thought I could ask you the three questions in this category and we'll see how you rate them. Sure. Okay. So uh, the category this week, because it's so hot up here, is uh, the category is fun ways to stay cool in Vermont this coming week because it's going to be above 90 quite a few days. Okay, so I these are some ideas to stay cool in Vermont. Okay, the first one is uh, ride a crotch rocket, which is a racing motorcycle, uh, 90 miles per hour down Route 89, with a speaker strapped to the back, blasting fish, the band fish. Is that mm -hmm. stacked or whacked, Travis? Well, I think that's an interesting combination of things because usually someone riding a, a crotch rocket, uh, <laughs> I, I think they'd be more inclined to play like Pantera or maybe like DMX or something, something like that. But the fact that they're playing fish like that's a real renaissance person you know because they're <laughs> they're well-rounded you know they're riding the crotch rocket with the fish going uh so i think that's pretty stacked you know they're they're experiencing all all different sides of life all right and it's and it's also it's a very intense thing mixed with very mellow music so yeah 90 i think that balances everything out you know perfect harmony it's a very harmonious thing to do and i think that's very stacked okay great yeah 90 miles per hour was with fish playing uh stacked from travis all right number two uh this is an idea to stay cool in vermont this week when it's in the 90s uh go to ben and jerry's 
uh, for the factory tour. And when nobody's looking, hide in a crate of Cherry Garcia and quietly close the flaps of the cardboard crate. So you're in a cold box in the freezer section. Mm, I think at first that would be stacked, but I personally, I don't like Cherry Garcia. I don't like those chunks of cherry in there. What? I don't think chunks of cherry belong in ice cream. No. Yeah, I don't like Cherry Garcia, so... It's the best flavor. And plus, like, very quickly that would become not very fun. Like, if you've ever laid on snow or ice, like, I think it would just be too extreme. So, I'm going to go whacked. Really? Maybe if it was... um, Oh, what is that one called? It's a really good one. Those core ones. If you were laying in a box of the ones with the core of fudge down the middle... If you, I it, think that would be stick. If you can't name one, Travis, then I don't even believe you eat it. You know, if you can, <laughs> I if you don't know all the names. All right, I will accept your whacked statement, but I don't know. I don't know. Cherry Garcia is a good flavor. I'm gonna stick by. But you say that it's it, wh- it's it's okay. It's okay. It's not my favorite. Okay, you say it's whacked. All right, that's whacked it's from whacked, Travis. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and finally. Uh, fun ways to stay cool in Vermont this week. Uh, drive your Prius around at a sustainable speed with the AC on medium, listening to NPR with the speakers at a sensible volume. <laughs> okay, so driving a Prius around with the AC on medium while listening to NPR with the stereo at a medium level. I mean, that would keep you kind of cool, but like if you've ever put, if it's ever 90 degrees really hot, so hot that when you touch the windshield, it feels really hot. If you put the AC on medium, you still sweat. At least I do, because I get really warm. Mm -hmm. So I think that to me, that would be like a personal hell is just being just warm enough to be sweating while listening to NPR at medium level. Oh, okay. I mean, if I'm sweating, at least I could be listening to something fun, you know. <laughs> so I think that's pretty whacked driving around slowly. Like, if I'm going to be hot, I saving, should at least be in like a like a stock car or some kind of fast vehicle. You're saving the environment though, because you're not using too much energy to stay kind of cold. No, and saving the environment is, is that important but, to you? Uh, well, the no, but this do you whole not care? Scenario, you don't care about the environment. No, I do, but you, it's like you, if you at that point having it at medium, it would be better to roll down the windows and just turn off the AC and drive a little faster and get more of a breeze. So I think this whole scenario just sounds like a hot little hell box that I would be trapped in. Okay. <laughs> riding around in circles. All right, yeah. Okay. Just the combination of everything. What if, what made if you it, could cr- made what, it what if you could crank the AC in a Prius? If you could crank the AC? Oh, well, then I think it would go to stack then. Okay, but... Because then I'm at least cold. But as it is, whacked. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, whacked. All right, so we have uh, ride a crotch rocket at 90 miles per hour with fish playing is stacked. Uh, Go to Ben and Jerry's, climb in the Cherry Garcia crate is whacked. And the medium Prius with the medium AC is whacked. So the whacked... This edition is a majority whacked with Travis. Uh... Thank you for participating, Travis. I worked very hard on these, and I appreciate the seriousness that you've uh, answered this edition with. The, uh, yeah, no problem. Yeah. So, yeah. well, great. Do you want to uh, 
say a nice exit for our our guests yeah well i just want to say thanks for listening and we're going to be doing more uh, regular shows again we're going to be back in the saddle so thanks for listening and uh you know until next time just keep stacking that wood all right stack that wood Stack that wood, baby. We're stacking it. Uh, Stack it. Yeah. 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 Yeah.